Welcome to the Conscious Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Griff. I'm a conscious serial entrepreneur with a passion for wealth creation, sovereignty and natural law, spirituality and consciousness, financial literacy, commerce, investing, and the game of money. I am the founder of the Level Up Collective, a conscious wealth mastermind in which I lead countless others through the process of unlearning most, if not all, of what we've been taught about the world and the game of money, and then relearning what the rules of this secretive game really are and how we can actually win at it. I was incredibly blessed to stumble across many of the secrets of the 1% at a young age. And rather than keeping it all to myself, I'm on a mission to share this information freely with as many people as I can. This podcast is going to challenge the very fabric of your reality. And at times, you may find yourself running up against some of your deepest unconscious belief systems. I encourage you to give yourself grace, keep an open mind, and never just accept what I say as fact. Always do your own research. I never want you to just assume I am telling the truth. I am not here to convince or teach you anything, but rather to reflect back and remind you of things that somewhere in your consciousness you already know. Take what resonates, discard what doesn't, and enjoy the ride. Now let's get started. Wow. Hello, everyone. It has been damn near two months since I've turned on this microphone and uh, fired up the recording software. I hope you guys enjoyed the headline. We're uh, just having a little fun here. I'm not retiring. I've technically been informally retired since I was 28, (laughs) but I have no intention of sipping my ties on a beach and having no sense of purpose in my life. We're really just playing around with some clickbait and being funny. Anyways, I wanted to kind of break the radio silence with uh, a little bit of an episode about me and my life. I don't often share about me and my life. I think I often downplay how much many of you may want to know about me and my life because I have a strong inner critic voice that comes in that suggests it would be narcissistic or selfish to talk about me, that you guys want to hear about different teachings, different topics. You don't want to hear about me. But I realize, I have realized over time that that is part of my work to do and that that actually isn't true. I have it reflected back to me all the time that you guys wish I shared more about my private life, about my relationship with Jax, about other areas of my life other than just you know, financial stuff, spiritual stuff, personal growth and all of that. So I thought I'd uh, just give you guys kind of an impromptu little update and reflection. I think this will be a nice opportunity for me to reflect on the last two months. And also you guys can benefit by listening in. Now, as I'm sharing all this, just like any time I ever put out any form of content, I'm going to do my best to make it valuable for you as well. So don't think that this is going to be a 
look at me type episode. I would be very uncomfortable (laughs) doing that. That's not really my character. So as I said, it's been about two months since I've put anything out. And reason being, we recently moved. So for those of you that keep up with my stuff on Instagram, that's really where you can keep up with a little bit more of my day-to-day or actually interact with me in the DMs. YouTube and podcasts and all that is awesome, but there's not really a way to really interact with me in that sense. So anyway, assuming maybe you're not aware of that, uh, we moved in... I guess April. We moved in April. Time flies. So we moved in April and we moved to an absolute dream home of ours. Now I say an absolute dream home, not the absolute dream home, because I'm the type of person where every few years I outgrow my environment, I outgrow my identity, etc. So I'm aware that this is our current dream home, not our forever dream home. I don't know that that exists. I'm all about the journey. But having said that, this is an absolute dream home of ours. It is everything we've really ever wanted. And there is no sense of needing more anymore in me and Jax's life. Having said that, as soon as we moved in, uh, our place is in the kind of like northeast Uh, San Diego area. And uh, we're up in the mountains now. And our home ended up flooding. And so we had about seven weeks of construction and tearing up our place and all of that type of stuff. Pretty gnarly project. So that was a fun experience. But it just kind of was multiple signs. Like as we were moving, I was already feeling like I wanted to take a season of just being and you know, let my foot off the gas in terms of uh, content and the brand and the business. And it's awesome because I've built this reality in this life where I don't trade my time for dollars at all. So my businesses run, they run themselves. I don't need to show up. The only reason I show up on social media is for you guys, is for kind of my my life purpose and really my long, long, long-term game, which is just more karmic than it is anything else. Anyway, I was already feeling that way. And then the whole flood thing happened. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this as a sign because, you know, they tore up our floors, our ceilings, our walls. They had to get industrial fans and dehumidifiers. And, you know, if, if anyone's ever had, uh, any sort of water damage incident, you know how gnarly it is. So, you know, there were loud, it was loud construction a lot of days. And I was just like, okay, well I can film if I wanted to. So, I've just shifted into a different season and it's been really nice. Another update, uh, a little bit different from that one. We recently, uh, in the last two months, we completely remodeled and have rebuilt the LUC curriculum. The way that the LUC is set up, it's really my life's work. We teach in a number of areas. My whole thing about what inspired me to make the LUC is everything we're not taught in school, right? Secrets of the 1% and the things that actually matter in life, not learning from propaganda textbooks, but learning from people that have done real shit in real life, like myself who teach from experience. So the LUC is already incredibly vast, but we kind of just add to it over time and we, we refine it as well, where old teachings get phased out and they get replaced with new up-to-date teachings and 
I love to do that. It's, it's art to me. So we recently added about 18 new modules. We added a ton of new resources and we've really taken our funding and our credit repair teachings to the absolute next level. We've really mastered what we do and it feels really good because it's been, uh, it's taken three years to really master what the LUC is and the results and making it work for every type of person and getting our client success rates up and building out the support staff and all of that feels really good. And so we've really taken those teachings to the next level recently. They were already like ridiculously good and now we've remodeled them again. So we're now teaching business funding A to Z as well. Big focus on personal funding as well as credit repair. So we are now working with people and helping them get over 100K in business funding, 100K in personal funding, credit repair across the board. It has been a dream. That's not counting all the investing stuff that we do. Once we help people get that funding, we teach them what to invest it into. And then for the occasional higher level people, we of course teach discharging and and all of that. So that's been a dream. That's really been a big focus there. You know, I haven't been active publicly, but with my group, you know, that's something I pour into every day because these people are heavily putting their skin in the game. I put a ton of sweat equity and skin in the game and that's really my my life's mission right there is just pouring into this community. So been doing a lot of that lately. We also, as some of you may have seen, we were hiring. Uh, we put on an email to our email list. We uh, ran some social media ads. I made a post on Instagram. We just kind of leveraged a lot of our different organic networks. And um, we were honestly overwhelmed with the level of talent that we got. We had people from Hollywood apply. We had people that had worked with XXL Magazine, Stars, and Showtime. We had really high-level people from the spiritual space who who do documentaries for many of the big names that you guys know. If you know what I'm talking about, you know, spiritual-type documentaries where people are maybe doing ayahuasca in the jungle or whatever it may be, and it's an incredible cinematic experience. So it, we're very, very grateful and overwhelmed at the level of talent that was interested in the position. And having said that, uh, we finally were able to, through multiple phases and different interview processes, we landed on two full-time, incredible creative leads for our creative department that we're building out. So that's been a big focus as well, because we're really rebuilding our content team from the ground up. We were going pretty hard across five major social media channels with content every week. And we basically allowed all of that to come to a halt. That's been temporary, right? One step back so we can go 10 steps forward. So I have no issue with that. Like I said, a lot of people's business, they can't not post. They constantly have that angst of, I have to post, I have to post, I need clients, I need clients. I'm very grateful to have graduated from that many years ago, but I do remember it well. So we don't post for those reasons, guys. We do what we do. We put out so much free stuff, put out our YouTube channel in its entirety and all these high-level masterclasses that take literally weeks <laughs> from start to finish to produce. We put them all out for free. We don't even monetize it because that's not what this is for. We're trying to help you guys. We're trying to provide a decentralized, unbiased, or I should say less biased, non-malicious, non-manipulative education 
that will teach you way more than any degree will teach you. That is really our focus with what we're doing and whether or not you're currently aware of it or not. That is our long-term focus as well in the media brand that we are building. So many of you may be familiar with ABC and Fox News and CNN and maybe a little bit newer version of that is watching podcasts like the Joe Rogan podcast or Jordan Peterson or whatever it may be. Well, we are ready to take things to the next level and really compete in this space in terms of building a real uh, media brand and a real well-oiled machine, if you will, where we are putting out an enormous amount of very high-level free content and we kind of leverage the media brand to promote some of our businesses. But in general, it's something that gets put out for free. And our entire intention is to get the message out to people who need it rather than consuming Netflix, which isn't do anything for you, rather than consuming CNN or the news or even, you know, scrolling your Twitter feed. You'll be able to tune into our YouTube channel or our podcast or whatever it may be and learn something that can change the trajectory of your life and your family's life. And not only that, but absolutely for free. So that is our longer term vision that we're currently in the process of building out. So stay tuned for that, guys. We really appreciate your continued support with the podcast. What's going on, guys? We wanted to interrupt this episode really quickly. Just a number one, thank you for continuing to tune in and support the show. And number two, let you know that we have finally released our free credit repair and credit optimization foundations course. This free course is for you. If you're someone who's been consuming our content and asking yourself, how do I dip my toes into this consumer law stuff that Jeremy keeps talking about? I'm interested in learning a little bit more about this whole commerce thing, this whole debt is fraud thing, but I'm not sure where to start. If this is you and you've been enjoying the content that we've been putting out around the systems, around consumer law, around debt, around the matrix, you're definitely going to want to check out this absolutely free course. You can find this at jgriff.com org slash credit dash course. And once again, this is absolutely free, guys. All you have to do is put in your name and email and click enroll now and you'll be granted. Our main focus with this is not only to teach you the foundations of what makes up your credit, but also get you started in repairing your credit and optimizing your credit. And we give you an in-depth education in everything that the school system and your parents did not teach you about credit, credit literacy, how debt is used, how FICOs are determined, and we get you started with some free templates and resources to start repairing your credit today so you can put yourself in a better position and ideally start leveraging other people's money, which is one of the greatest secrets and strategies of the 1% that we're constantly trying to open people's eyes to. We have 12 free modules for you guys. We have an intro, we go into energetics, we teach you exactly how to read a credit report and what makes up your FICO score. Then we start to get into a little bit of the juicier consumer law stuff, the FCRA codes written by Congress and how that works. Then we give you an exact play-by-play of how to optimize your credit for maximum funding, exactly what the banks are looking for to get yourself multiple five, six figures in funding when the time comes. We even throw in some bonus modules for you guys, exact codes to use, and we give you a free hard inquiry template to get off any hard inquiries off of your credit report that may be hindering you from being able to access your credit. So once again, guys, people are charging, you know, $500, $700 for things like this. We're giving 
giving it to you absolutely for free. All we ask is that you continue to support the show, share it with your friends, and we're happy to continue helping you guys out. This is our mission. Having said that, thank you for the support. Let's get back to the show. Now, outside of that, a fun project I've been working on is since we moved in and since the, especially since all the construction was completed with the flooding, I've really been enjoying turning our home into a complete oasis. This has been a project that me and Jax have been working on. It's just a lot of square footage to fill, way more than our last home. And so it's been a lot of figuring out what to do with certain rooms and we have a massive garage and we have like three acres and two patios and a pool and all this stuff. So it's been really fun filling the home with absolutely everything we would ever want or need, right? Like imagine another 2020 lockdown situation. We would be absolutely stoked for that to happen (laughs) because we have literally everything we could want here. We have a pool table, we have entertainment setups, you know, all of that type of thing. So that's been really fun. I feel like a lot of people's relationship with their living space is like this notion of like, oh, I don't want to be home much because I don't have that much room or maybe I'm not, I don't feel that good when I'm home or it's cramped or it's small or whatever. Everyone's in different situations. Maybe that's not your situation, but I know it is some of yours. You might be renting a room. You might have roommates. Like it's just not the most expansive feeling, right? Well, here we're turning this into like, I mean, it feels absolutely unreal every day to wake up here. And me and Jax are just so incredibly grateful and blessed for that. So it's been a process, you know, of been building out the home gym, which has been a dream ever since I was, you know, really into fitness when I was started when I was 20, building that out. So we don't need gym memberships anymore and we don't have to leave. And it's so nice. You can work out shirtless or you can tan while you work out, get some sun. Um, You can play whatever music you want, can do whatever you want. You don't have to work in with people. It's so nice. And then building out our sauna, been using that so much and getting a cold plunge situation going and uh, just so many things, right? I'm not going (laughs) to bore you guys with details, but it's just been really, really, really nice to uh, focus on all these things. And that's such a big reason why wealth and money is important. It's not all about, you know, money for the sake of money. Money is just an exchange of energy. It's just a, a metric that represents stored energy, if you will. And you can funnel that energy into whatever you want, good or bad. Next, I've been really just soaking in this season because it's still a very new season. And for the first like month, it just felt surreal, to be honest. Kind of felt like if you guys have ever booked uh, an Airbnb that you can't afford, but you're like, oh, it's just going to be for a weekend. We're going to live it up for once. And maybe that Airbnb has like incredible views or you're right on the beach or something like that. Well, it feels like that every day. So imagine that daily. That's what it feels like. It doesn't go away, essentially. So just been soaking that in and using this time as a reflection, more solitude and just not really going out interacting much, enjoying our solitude up on this mountain. You don't really see many people. It's so nice. People rarely come to our door. It's just a different way of living. And it feels so good to be in this space 
And on that note, I am about to turn 31 in uh, about a week from when I'm posting this. My birthday is July 1st. And oh man, my 30th year that's coming to a close was by far the toughest year I've had thus far in life. I thought my 20th year was the toughest year I've had in life. That was the year that I kind of hit my rock bottom. For any of you who are familiar with my story of waking up in jail and not knowing why I was there and having, you know, alcohol and drug charges slapped on my record and um, having to go through rehabilitation programs and didn't have a car and just how to make massive lifestyle changes. And that was a rude awakening. That was 20. And that sent me on this 10 year journey of going the complete other way and killing those parts of me that are so selfish and greedy and self-loathing, self-deprecating, working through the self-hatred, the resentment, the blame, the victimship, all of it. Hopefully victimship's a word. Otherwise I'll say victimhood. Okay. (laughs) But my 30th year, oh man, had my whole Kundalini awakening experience. I had eight months of really, well, I won't say eight months of debilitating back pain, but probably four months of debilitating back pain, eight months of total back pain without enough improvement. I'll put it that way. Still bothering me to sit, still not sleeping well. I mean, it starts to really weigh on you. Had uh, two massive betrayals in my life from people close to me, both business and personal. Just a lot of emotional growth, physical growth, spiritual growth. I can't count how many times my existing identity died and I actively worked on letting it go and killing it and surrendering. And it was just a, a very tough year. I also took on a shitload in terms of business, service. And in my own personal processes when it comes to sovereignty and law and even litigation and discharging and stuff like that. So it was a lot, um, nearly broke my, my eye construct. But the cool thing about that is that you aren't your eye construct. So maybe my goal was to break my eye construct. <laughs> and if so, it certainly worked. Because that Kundalini experience was no joke and life just has not been the same since. Just feel like a different person. Whatever was going on in my external life throughout that the last year, I just, I did not let up or slow down. Even when I was bedridden and I had to, you know, like crawl around when the, my back issue first happened with the Kundalini experience. I literally, a week and a half later, we still, you know, we're still having four hour LUC call, even though I could barely sit in a chair. I mean, it's just, it's just different when your eye construct is not the one running the show. None of this is about me. I'm not even the one doing any of this. It's just coming through me. And so even if my vessel feels broken or is broken, there is far more to you than your meat suit. And I think I became absolutely resilient and almost unbreakable through this last year. It really leveled up my nervous system. I mean, I can't even put it into words of how fucked the devil is (laughs) with what I went through the last year and how all it did was make me better. 
make me more compassionate, more open, more present, less resentful, more loving. I mean, you just love to see it. (laughs) You love to see it. So that was 30. And um, now I'm heading into 31. And one of the big things that keeps coming up in my awareness is just how different my relationship to money is these days. Obviously, most of what I've talked about hasn't been, you know, specific to money. And I don't want to make this entirely a money podcast. That's a piece of it, right? But um, to touch on the money topic, everybody talks about wealth, right? The internet loves to promote money, 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 money. But what is it all really for? Do you even have a use for it? We deal with hundreds of you a month in both applicants and existing students and people in our DMs, that would probably be thousands. And, you know, so many of you want this notion of financial freedom, this vague term of financial freedom. And you want to be a multimillionaire and you want to have XYZ, right? Land and sovereignty and all this stuff. But what is that? What is that really all for? Do you even have a use for it? Are you even clear on what you'd do with it? If I wired you 4 million liquid right now, cash, what would you do with it? Your mind probably goes straight to all the things you'd buy for yourself, right? Or maybe you'd hoard it because you're still in fear. Either way, I mean, those aren't energetically aligned with wealth. That money will elude you quicker than you can say money. So my one of my questions for you is like, are you even clear on what you would do with that money? Or is it just for selfish gain? Would you use it for things that don't honor God? Now, moving here and being able to afford not only this place, which costs more than I ever thought I would be paying for a residence per month, not only, you know, that, but like the actual spending of literally whatever we want to turn it into an absolute dream to be here, right? It has been so eye-opening. I mean, in the last two months, I have spent, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even willing to say how much I've spent. It, I've spent an uncomfortable amount of money. And I'm not someone who typically spends very much money. That's kind of how you get to be where I'm at. <laughs> you make more than you spend. You get good at saving, investing, and turning cash flow into additional income sources. But um, this season, it's been a season of like spending and enjoying it and like the harvest, really. And I'm not really used to that. So it's been very eye-opening. Like, for example, like whenever we're buying stuff, whether it's like online to, you know, decorate an area or or a sauna or our food bills or going out to eat or whatever, like whatever it is, whenever there's a need or a want that arises that is like aligned, right? It's not a thing of like gluttony. It's like, yeah, this is aligned. We want this. Okay, cool. There's no like looking at receipts. There's no looking at prices. And this has been like, I mean, I'm still kind of taking it in because I haven't had like money, money for that, for that long to where it's, that's been my reality for many, many years. And it's been it's been just very eye-opening, letting it kind of integrate that like I've had to kind of see through experience, right? Like there's still parts of me that are like, well, 
you got here by not spending an exorbitant amount of money to try to impress people who don't give a flying fuck about you. So I still have parts of me that come up that are like, shouldn't be spending this much. Why, you know, wait a minute, space it out. You know, these types of things, which it's, we would rationalize it as like, that's just the logical part of our brain. Yeah, it is. That's logical. It is. But also like being realistic, like we, the amount that we're spending as ridiculous as it seems still is like incomparable to the amount that I'm now making and have been making and have saved and all of that. So that's been interesting. I think that's really a conversation of identity. And I guess what I want to reflect back to you guys on this topic, because I'm not like, hopefully you guys understand, I'm not trying to flex this stuff often makes me uncomfortable. I'm honestly, this is me going outside my comfort zone to even speak about this stuff publicly. But something I would consider sitting with is kind of this notion of how much wealth and abundance and prosperity might you be actively repelling by constantly living your life from a place of trying to measure and manage and save and budget and wait. That's something I would sit with if you'd like a gem. Because I know for me, And this is never advice to be reckless because you will not get where you want to be by just blowing your money. Not at all. It's why I like podcasts because it's a nuanced conversation, right? It's not a message of, of being, being ridiculous, but it's look deeper than that. It's a question of the energetics. How much might you be actively pushing away Like you're consciously saying, you know, I want wealth and I want to be able to live on my own mountain and I want to have three acres and a huge house and a pool and blah, blah, blah. But that's your conscious mind. But then when you're at Sprouts or Trader Joe's or (laughs) Amazon or wherever you guys shop, you're like, oh, I'm going to, oh, I'd love that. Ah, it's too expensive. Nah, I'd rather not. It's, I don't want it that much. These little things. Or, oh, that's not for us. We'd love it, but it's not for us. And maybe it's not for you. But regardless, these are the types of energetics I suggest constantly being radically honest with yourself about. Because it's not that you can't work on the energetics without splurging your money. Because once again, it's not about going and splurging all your money. It's about the energetics that dictate the 3D, right? And another thing has been you know, in my own journey, like for so many years, it was like hoarding money, right? Hoarding it, hoarding it. Cause there's this unconscious fear that like you might lose it or it's not going to come back or whatever. So it's like hoarding money, hoarding money. And then the season we've been in spending more than I ever have in my life by a long shot. It's been a new experience, right? And I would say it's been uncomfortable, but it really hasn't. It's just been foreign, but I've been so ready for it. And so it's been really enjoyable because I don't, I'm a very disciplined person. I, I got here by not doing that. I live below, live below my means. Even when, you know, multiple years ago, I could have been flexing hard on Instagram, like a lot of these gurus do to get you to buy their bullshit. But that's not the point. That's not what it's about. And that's not energetically aligned with who I want to attract. So I don't do that. But my point is now spending, you know, spending some real money, it's been interesting, like, you know, you still have those old parts of you, right? 
because like imagine doing doing something or being something consistently for five, six, seven years, and then all of a sudden you just stop. And it's like, okay, well, that part doesn't just die. It's it's in you. It's part of your psyche. It's part of your identity. It got you here. But like assessing, you know, looking over our bank accounts and our merchant accounts and our financials, and it's like spending all this money, right? And my mind immediately goes to like, oh man, I'm I'm sure our bank accounts are like way lower than they should be, blah, blah, blah. Oh no, the bank accounts just keep going up. Our asset accounts just keep going up. They literally don't even flinch. And that's kind of what has led me to reflect on for myself. Like, interesting. What kind of stories are you telling yourself about money and spending it and circulating it? Now, I get it. Like, a lot of you are probably like, yeah, Jeremy, hell yeah. I already do this. I go out to eat once a month and I tip. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. But like there's levels, right? Because, you know, I've made I've made podcasts on giving and financially helping people out and over tipping and that's absolutely a level up in and of itself. But there's also higher levels where you're like consistently normalizing a certain a certain financial reality, a certain identity, a certain relationship to money certain decisions that you'll routinely make around spending money and then kind of giving that to the universe, kind of having a trust fall and allowing God to show you, like, look at what comes back when you're doing this. And so that's been very interesting as well. What is going on, guys? I just want to take a really quick break from the podcast to remind you that if you're continuing to receive value from the Conscious Wealth Podcast, the absolute best thing that you can do to support us is leave us a quick five-star review and let us know how you're liking the show. I have literally nothing to sell you unless you happen to feel overwhelmingly inspired to join the Level Up Collective, our wealth mastermind, but I will never sell you on that. And honestly, we turn away about 40% of applicants every enrollment period. I started this podcast to give back and share the hidden knowledge that no one seems to be willing to share publicly, let alone share it for free. I'm sure you guys have noticed that we do not do any advertising of other companies on the podcast, nor do we run ads on our YouTube videos, simply because we're playing the long game with this podcast. We truly want to impact millions. If that resonates with you, help us continue to provide you top tier content by rating the show and sharing it with your friends. Thank you so much for the support. Now let's get back to the show. And as a couple for me and Jax, you guys should be familiar with her. It's been an interesting season for sure. Personally, I've never felt so detached from 3D need in my life. What do I mean by 3D need? Like 3D, right? Like the material world, like your needs and your wants. I've never felt so detached from them. And that might be a little confusing. So I'll, I'll elaborate what I mean by that. So I feel like I literally have everything I could ever want. And the other day, you know, we're, we're out on our balcony looking at, you know, the entire San Diego mountains and Pacific ocean and a few lakes around us and just soaking it in. And, um, I was kind of talking to Jax about just like 
how people probably wouldn't believe if like we did like vlogs or whatever of like our our day and I was and we were kind of discussing how it would probably like upset people or bother people it would come off like unrealistic or whatever and she kind of brought up a good point of like if you went about it egoically yes it's you know flexing on people but the reason you've gotten where you are is because of God and you keep God and in everything that you do and you don't make it about yourself. And so I think that that would actually be very inspiring for people. And I think that you actually owe it to the world and especially to your, your core tribe, both LUC members and those of you who support us publicly, but aren't in our community, but learn from us. She's kind of explaining like you owe it to them to kind of show what's possible because you didn't get here by selling out and damn that that hit me hard of another area where I'm kind of playing small maybe I want to be private maybe I don't want to be seen and heard I don't want to open myself up to criticism or whatever it may be and I mean what she said had so much truth to it so I really sat with that and I'm like all right maybe I'll maybe I'll start sharing a little bit more and so I guess this is my first attempt at that so as I was saying on the same note like I have literally everything I could ever want. And it's not that there's not so many more levels. I'm not trying to say that we're like nine figure couple or billionaires or it, but at that level, it's just semantics. (laughs) It doesn't take, you know, you don't have to get to eight, nine or 10 figures to have everything you've ever wanted. Just, I don't know who needs to hear that, but society has sold people a lot of skewed expectations. But anyway, kind of what she, what Jack's like really clarified for me is like, wow, I, the life that we live now is what all of your students and your ideal client and your core audience, it is what they constantly share with me, me being Jack saying this to me as their dream life. That is what they want like what we're living right now, the land, the house, the seclusion, all the biohacking stuff, the time freedom, the financial freedom, everything about it, right? All the optimization stuff that we do and being of service and all of it. And that is literally our current day to day. And that is just like really, it's really humbling to be honest. And I guess the seed has definitely been planted and that was a number of days ago and I've just been letting it kind of nurture. So I don't know if Jax will listen to this or not, but (laughs) sometimes she gives me perspectives that are so helpful because it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame, right? And I only can see through my biases and my identity and my perspectives. And so I want to do a better job of just kind of like sharing what life is like and just how possible it is. Seriously, I'm 30 years old. I'm nothing special. And I don't say that to downplay how much I love myself and believe in myself and how amazing I am. But I say that to say that everyone has in them the same sauce. Some of us just don't mix the sauce, tend to the sauce and put in the effort to bake the sauce into something that ultimately becomes a masterpiece. So to kind of give you guys a, a quick example, like a snapshot of kind of what we've what we've been up to and 
what our day-to-day kind of looks like during the season. So I usually wake up around eight. We go straight out to one of our, one of the sides of our yard and up on a mountain. So you have this incredible view and we usually ground in direct sun first thing in the morning, right? Set your circadian rhythm and getting direct sun in both your eyes and your skin. It's good for your hormones. Vitamin D wakes you up, gives you energy. And then I'll do some dry brushing and um, take some binders and some certain, you know, supplements that I'm currently working with for certain detox protocols that I'm doing right now. And uh, we'll go in the infrared sauna and we'll usually do like 30 minutes. And after that alone, you're feeling already absolutely unreal. Uh, And then we usually go straight from that to cold plunge. And then we'll take a cold shower and then have some sort of nourishing breakfast. Slowish morning to let the breakfast digest and all of that. And and then I'll kind of transition into a home gym workout. So whatever I'm working out that day, it's only been like two months now that I've been able to really work out with any semblance of consistency and push myself at all because of my whole eight, eight months of back issues. So it's been, it's been fun kind of rebuilding the temple and strengthening things and just really being grateful to be able to move my body and to fuel my body and to push my body and all of that. So that's been feeling great. Um, work out in the home gym, been adding different pieces and got a really cool new bar and some attachments and different weights and all sorts of good stuff. And um, after a workout, I'll usually do another cold plunge or cold shower and then lay out on the deck. We'll get some sun, just soak it in. The sun up here is crazy because we're about 1,500 feet up. We're at literally the top of the mountain. There's no house higher than ours. And you get like really direct sun. It's different. It's kind of like you're just close to the sun. Shout out to Slightly Stupid. And um, and then we'll... I might work for an hour if I'm in the mood. Some days I don't, I don't work. Um, now working might just be checking Slack to respond to some of our students, which is literally like what I would do for fun anyways. Um, checking the markets. Usually, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I don't really work. But if I do, it's, I'll do an hour here, an hour there. Um, but yeah, that's really all that it's been. And then we'll eat an incredible lunch. That's been really nice. We've been eating the best food quality we've ever eaten in our life. And it just feels so good to be able to afford that and not care about that. And just feel so good about doing that for ourselves. And then usually in the late afternoon, we'll do, I'll do another sauna because I'm working on um, doing some specific detox right now. Had some um, mild mold exposure and also I'm just going through a certain phased detox protocol right now. So working with that anyway, I'll sauna again. And then, um, usually I'll have like afternoon swim and then Jax will cook an amazing dinner. She's been cooking a lot more. And so she's been making these fire meals that are healthy and we're using the best ingredients, but they're, you know, taste really good as well. It's been really nice. And then we usually watch the sunset every evening from our patio. It's like a upstairs wooden patio. You guys might've seen it with a crazy view, you can see like literally uh, Catalina Island from our deck. 
and then we'll just kind of wind down and enjoy ourselves until bed, whatever that entails. And then rinse, repeat. And that's literally been our day. So I want you to imagine that that's your day every day and you're making more money than you've ever made in your life. And that's what you're doing. That is the dream, isn't it? Isn't that what every internet guru is trying to sell you? Isn't that why everyone and their mom and their grandma is obsessed with trying to talk about real estate and why we get asked so many questions about real estate? Passive income, passive income. Everyone thinks that that's how they're going to do that, right? They're just going to have some out crazy luck and come into some passive income where they can just move into their dream home on a mountain, skip all the hard work, and they just get checks. And nothing ever goes wrong, and they don't have to check on the tenants, and they only need a few properties. No, it doesn't happen like that. This took me a decade to figure out. Now, I haven't been running this business for a decade. This is my fourth business, and it didn't really click and start exponentially separating me from my peers until my third business, but by the fourth, learned a thing or two. But anyway, I bring that up because as Jack's pointed out to me, this is probably the reality that pretty much 80 to 90% of you listening to this right now are dreaming for and hopefully working for. Hopefully you understand that dreaming and trying to manifest this without having your feet on the ground and dedicating your entire life to it, your entire being is not going to happen. But having said that, I want to start to kind of let you guys in a little bit more on, you know, what this life is and how it feels and just how available it is for those of you who are willing to put in the work. Another thing that kind of Jack's pointed out to me, which is really what allowed me to feel good about, you know, entertaining, opening up a little bit more about like showing our, our home and our lifestyle and blah, 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 which we'll probably be doing more going forward is in order to get here, I didn't have to sell out and I didn't sell out. I'm the same, excuse my language, the same motherfucker that I was at 23 when I was trying to tell people and show people my future. I would post my journal. I would talk about what my reality was going to look like. I would say blatantly what I was going to do. I would talk about it. But the problem is people didn't believe it. And I get it. I don't take that personal. I mean, how many people are saying they're going to do things they don't do? It's like 1% of people will actually make it. Well, I'm the 1%. You played yourself. But anyway, the most meaningful part to me about this whole journey has been that I didn't sell out to get here. And I think that that's such an important message for you guys, because so many of you express to us that you have money wounds and you guys really resonate when I talk about like money energetics and normalizing some of these conversations around wealth being not only acceptable and good and normal, but good. Like you actually, if you are truly living a life of service to God, you should have wealth not the other way around. I think a lot of you unconsciously or consciously feel that the reason in your mind you can't or won't be wealthy is because you'd have to sell out. You'd have to be like the elites. You'd have to sell your soul. You'd have to manipulate people. You'd have to be greedy. No, actually, no, you don't. Some of you cry, literally cry in 
our DMs when we share with you all of our free work. We have free ebooks, free masterclasses, a free credit repair course, free in-depth education, over 50 different videos. A lot of them are in-depth masterclasses on YouTube. We have our audio, which has even more specific custom content. I mean, the volume of things that we put out for free and the, the actual quality of them. I got where I am by being selfless and serving from a very non-greedy, open, of service, energetic place. And I think a lot of people feel that they would have to be something quote unquote bad in order to experience the wealth that they want to experience. And so they'll never have it. I also did not have to be ran by my ego or controlled by my ego in order to get here. I think that that's another elusive unconscious belief that a lot of you might have. I'd love to have money, but it would mean that I wouldn't be spiritual anymore. That's just not true. I also think that it's important to understand that I got here without having to take advantage of other people. I got here without having to lie. I got here without having to cheat. I got here without having to steal. I got here through integrity and service to God. And I have treated each and every one of my clients ever since I was 20 years old and I was taking on clients for free all the way till now where people pay four figures a month just to be in my proximity, regardless of whether we're talking about a decade ago or today, nothing has changed in terms of my desire and willingness to run through a wall for each and every single person whom I'm serving. If you are in front of me and I can help you, I am helping you to the best of my ability. And I think more conversations around this need to be had and need to be normalized because a lot of you, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys because I love you, a lot of you are massively repelling wealth and inviting broke, scared, small, fearful energy into your reality. Even though consciously you keep saying you want to be wealthy, you're going to be wealthy, you love abundance, you're abundant, but you're really not because what you believe about money and what you believe about those that have money is so wrong. It's so off. Now, it's not your fault fully because there's a lot of propaganda. There's been a lot of efforts to demonize and vilify those who have money. You're shown a small use case of people like the Rockefellers and the Ted Turners and the George Soroses and the Jeff Bezoses and the Bill Gates. You're shown these people and it's always coupled with a narrative that they're bad. They have a shitload of money. Therefore, money's bad. And this virus, this mind virus is still infecting so many of you guys listening to this. And so I really want to start pulling back the curtain, if you will, and showing you guys that you can be a multi, multi, multi millionaire whose entire mission is devotion to God, helping the planet, evolving and elevating consciousness and shifting the earth and the systems that we're in right now and helping usher in a a better reality, a better humanity, a better earth than we came into. Those things do not have to be mutually exclusive. And until you're able to shift those beliefs at a 
deep level to the point where people associate you with money. When people think of me, they hopefully think of wealth. Now, it did not used to be like that. I had to change myself from the inside out. I had to embody that because you can't fake this shit. You can on Instagram, but you can't day in, day out. Eventually, it's going to come out who you really are because when you're not embodied, it's very obvious. And those that know can see right through that shit. And I want you all to know that this is unbelievably possible for you if you're willing to pay the price. I got here by serving God, the Most High, and I've dedicated my whole life and my whole being to serving God. And what God wants me to do is serve you. Isn't that nice? Now, normally people do not equate that with massive amounts of money. And what I'm trying to open you guys' eyes to through the Conscious Wealth brand, through the J. Griff brand, through the Level Up Collective for our students, is that that is absolutely what God wants. And I think a lot of people have been confused and learned skewed interpretations of biblical and spiritual texts. It is our birthright to be wealthy. It is our birthright to take dominion over the land. What do you think that that means? It is not only something that's possible for you, but it is what you are supposed to be doing if you are a child of God. When did this notion that in order for you to love God or be spiritual, you have to be weak? When did this notion occur? I would love to kind of investigate this and trace it back. What I can tell you is that somewhere along the line, religion and spirituality started to get a little bit skewed in the way that it was taught and interpreted. And we really adopted this more new age, watered down, don't ruffle people's feathers, don't offend people, be a little bit softer, don't stand for anything too firm. Don't go out there and dominate in the economy. Don't go out there and dominate in business. Don't serve too aggressively. Don't stand out too much. That is not what God wants for us. That is not what the teachings say. And that is certainly not what the God I connect with wants for us. We are here to massively take dominion over the land, over the earth. And what that means is that if you're a child of God, you have an obligation to wealth, to service, and to using that wealth to serve others and to sow into the land so that others can do the same. The whole reason we're in this mess is because people with satanic principles who worship false idols are the ones with all the money. Because a few decades back, we seem to have gotten so soft. We got soft and we started associating loving God with loving poverty. And that is not the message. That is not the business here. And if you're someone who resonates with my teachings and you resonate with the place that I come from in that which I teach, I need you to understand very clearly that there's nothing more important right now, especially in 2023, in this pivotal time. These next seven years are going to be more revolutionary than any seven years in human history. And you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to become a beacon to influence those around you, to serve. And through all of that, service to God, you have an opportunity 
to build exorbitant amounts of wealth. And that's literally why I've been gifted what I've been gifted. This did not happen by accident. And this did not happen through choosing the world over the kingdom. So my challenge for you guys, as we wrap this up, is how much are your distortions of what you think God wants for you or what you think your relationship to the creator is supposed to look like? How much is that holding you back from actualizing in this life? Find me teachings directly from God that advise you to be poor and that not only advise you to be poor, but teach you to be poor so that you can be an example for others who follow God to be poor, because that would be an amazing representation for others to see and want to join in that way of life, right? If you're poor, begging for money on the side of the road, someone stops to give you money, you can be an evangelist and convert that person because they see your life and they're like, I want to be poor too. I want to beg for money too. So I'm, I'm going to convert now. I'm going to devote my life to God. Hopefully you're picking up my sarcasm, guys. That's not usually how that works, is it? So in embodying both the best of the 3D and the best of the 5D, you have a unique opportunity to lead others to God and to live a life of devotion to God simultaneously while also creating something incredibly special and life-changing for yourself, your family, your friends, your community, your city, your state, your country, and ultimately the world. So I'm going to kind of wrap it up here, guys. My ultimate question for you is how many of you listening to this are really willing to trust in the path, knowing that your new identity and your new life is going to cost you your existing identity and your existing life. I cannot imagine trying to traverse this journey without a firm connection to God. Nothing that you're trying to access, achieve, or step into can be seen. It's 110% a relationship of faith and knowing, but not in the delusional sense that I see so many of my brothers and sisters in the spiritual space coming from. It's not this la-la, I'm manifesting it, I'm, I'm going to be rich. But from a grounded and practical knowing that even though you cannot see any harvest yet, you are willing to commit to sowing the same seeds for the next decade. How many of you are really willing to do that? It's incredibly simple. As a matter of fact, it is so simple that I don't know more than five people personally who have committed their entire life to one thing for a decade, regardless of the outcome and detached from quick fixes and needing gratification or results in the short term or, or they quit. And the reason why that's so rare is because that is what I would call embodied devotion. And that is what I'm here to show you. I am here to show you what can happen when you embody devotion. I want you to think about those two words, embody devotion. So we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Really sit with what I went over today. I put a lot of intention into this and I want you to think about, feel into and visualize what does embodying devotion look like for you? And are you really willing to pay the price, even if it takes the next decade 
to be a walking embodiment of what happens in your life when you commit everything to God. Peace and love, everyone. We'll talk soon.